radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. Sanderson tried to get in there. Rolled around the boards. Held in by Sanderson behind an end. Sanderson kicks it free in the corner. Got to get back to the point. Here's Patrick. Right in front of the net. Barnes scores! Take us away, Jimmy. For um, for Monday, I know we come out on Mondays. Yeah, and it's still October. Yep. Seventh. Uh, you got it. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, you got to finish the. This is uh, laced up. This is the laced up podcast. A hockey. This is laced up a hockey podcast. Jesus Christ. And I'm James Cole, and I don't do this a whole heck of a lot. And I'm Bruce Battaglia from the North Side. Is the North Side based in Canada? It is. Nice. Yeah, it's a Toronto-based website. Okay. Uh, we write about Toronto-related things so far. So. Well, there's nowhere like there, there's no really there's there's nowhere else in Canada besides Toronto. Like that, yeah, that is Canada, right? So yeah, it's it's mostly Raptors, Blue Jays, and Maple Leafs. And I thought about suggesting that we should get like the Argonauts into there. And then I realized if I was going to suggest that, that I was probably going to have to be the one to write about the Argonauts. And I don't know very much about the Toronto Argonauts uh, to the point where I'm not sure that I can name a player on the team. Um, so Doug Flutie still playing? Or? I don't believe so, no, I... but I don't know that for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that their head coach is Mark Tressman. I believe that's a thing. I'm going to look that up. What about um, first Google the podcast? Less than a minute in. What about the FC Toronto FC FC guy? So, Mark. Yeah, I mean, I would I could get into that more so I think than the Argonauts. The head coach of the, well, Mark Tressman is the coach of the Tampa Bay Vipers of the XFL. Hmm. Poor bastard. Yeah. So he'll be he'll be without a job in uh, in not too long when the league inevitably folds. What about the Who's Rock? Their head coach. You guys got a Rock guy there? No, not yet. No, I... I'm sure that'll come with time. Uh, their head coach is Corey Chamblin. Corey Chamblin. Oh, well, best of luck to Corey Chamblin and the Toronto Argonauts as mm-hmm. they pursue uh, another uh, Great Cup championship. Sure. Yeah, last year didn't go so well, no. so they're gonna they're gonna want to. Get back on, uh, get back on track here. Um, speaking of getting back on track, let's get back on track here. Uh, this is a hockey podcast, and I'd were, be remiss were, in my duties if I didn't mention that I what were we ever on track yet this episode? Not quite. Okay, but, okay. So we'll get on the track to begin with. Uh, I started watching Mad Men. Ah, Mad Men. John Hamm. The Mad Men. Mm. Um, now here's what I'm going to tell you about Mad Men because uh, I don't want to give away too much here. But I am gonna. There is a little bit of a spoiler alert to what I'm about to say. To me or to okay. the to the audience? To everyone. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not spoiling it a ton. Let me tell you, I'm gonna spoil something that happens in episode five uh, of a series that has 92 episodes. So like, this isn't like a huge, huge thing. And it's okay? like 10 years old, right? 
Yeah, this happened in like 2007, so most people okay. know this already. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm not spoiling the show for almost anyone here, okay? There is a plot line in which about four or five episodes into the show, we find out that Don Draper, who is John Hamm, uh, is not actually a man named Don Draper, but that he stole someone's identity and has a very colorful past. And I shit you not, they wrap up that plot line within two episodes. Shouldn't that be something we kind of drag out through the whole series, though? I feel like that's a spicy fucking meatball. I'm sitting there watching that, and I'm like, that's like a top five fucking twist I think I've ever seen. And it's in episode five of the series. Just don't completely close the door on it, is all I'm saying. We don't need to have every episode where it's like... Oh, you're not really Don Draper. But, like, just have it in the back of our minds a little bit, you know? Well, maybe it's going to come back. Maybe it's a season three. Maybe. I'm not going to lie, though. I think they kind of closed the door on it. Okay. I'm curious to see. Maybe this is a useless rant. Like, maybe they do come back to it. Maybe that's what the whole series is about. I'm not going to lie to you. I started watching this show. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't even know that they were an ad agency. I had no idea what this show was about. I was just like, I'm going to watch Mad Men. It sounds good. I like John Hamm. Yeah, I just kind of assume they all just sat around drinking whiskey and smoking yeah. cigars. No, in they have office. jobs. Oh, they actually have jobs. Okay, they work at an ad agency. That's why they're always smoking. Is because they got uh, lucky striped cigarettes for free because they did the ad campaign for them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of smoking, a lot of drinking, fair amount of sex. Well, you know who uh, who has time for all those things now. No. Uh, Evander Kane. Oh yeah, I was going to tell you too. Uh, you you're running the episode here. Apparently. This week, so. Um, yeah, that was a pretty good segue, I thought. I I just, I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, no, that was pretty good. Yeah, okay. I'll accept it. I'll yeah. take it. No, that was good. There have been times, like, I know you don't run the show very often. Uh, there have been times where I've had a segue come up and I've moved something up, like, 25 minutes. <laughs> and, like, because it's just like, ah, i got to take this opportunity. You know what I mean? That's fair. So, Shoot your shot. Fair enough. Oh, uh, yeah. Kane. Have you heard about this? I, I can't do it. Um, have you heard about this? There you go. Uh, Vander Kane. Uh, serving a three-game suspension for abuse of an official, mm-hmm. which came in the final preseason game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Um, the abuse of an official call normally comes with an automatic ten-game suspension. Indeed. Uh, but Gary Bettman and the NHL, uh, they rolled that back to three. Uh, your thoughts? Yeah, this was an interesting one. Like, I... I, I... It's weird to say that, like, the NHL got it right, but also I disagree with the fundamental basis of the suspension in a way, because I agree what Evander Kane did was wrong. Definitely shouldn't have done that. You could argue he could have got more games for doing what he did. Um, My issue is that I thought the ref had about... 85% to do with how that whole thing went down. And to me, it's not the tackling. Like, Evander Kane's response to the tackling, or whatever you want to call it, the them falling on each other, but I'm going to call it tackling because it's one word rather than... It's a sports term, and we're a sports broadcast. Yeah, so we'll say tackled, but, you know, I'm not going to blame the ref on that one. What I blame the ref for is the 15 to 20 second bullshit that happened before that, and we never whistled that down. Like, to me, I think in an NHL game, you let the boys play. I get it especially in a playoff game, you'll let the boys play. It's preseason hockey. Sit them down in the box, tell them to shut up. we got eight minutes left in this game or whatever. Like, get them off the ice. 
if they're being that much of a distraction for you to be following them around for 15 to 20 seconds, kick them off the ice. Throw them out of the game. Do whatever you got to do. It's a preseason game. You know? Are the Vegas Golden Knights going to be upset that Derek Englund got fucking tossed for eight minutes of a, of a preseason game? No. Are the Sharks going to be upset Evander Kane got tossed? They really shouldn't be. In fact, Evander Kane probably shouldn't have been playing in that game, where it is the San Jose Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights who fucking hate each other. Put Kane in in one of the other games earlier in the fucking preseason. Why is he playing this one? So, to me, I kind of blame the Sharks. I kind of blame Evander Kane. But I think without the ref handling that the way he did, that wouldn't have happened. At least not the way it did. Hmm. You know, maybe that game boils over a minute later some other way. But I don't think that incident happens if it's not for the ref just letting it go. Because it was almost like the ref was sort of encouraging it in a way. He's following him around, he's letting this go. Like, instead of doing anything about it, he's just like following him around like a fucking, like he's a ref cam or something like that hmm. what are you doing like what are you what is it that you're trying to do right now well and, and i agree um for the most part on, on what you're talking about uh the, the referee was, was way too involved in the play but I, I did see some argument on twitter about what the abuse actually was because a lot of people assumed it was the slash that uh evander delivered to the referee and apparently uh, how it's written in the rule book uh, is that if the referee in- interferes with the play and contact results, mm-hmm. that that is not deemed um, part of abusive official. That's the official just kind of getting in harm's way. Yeah, it was a shove afterwards. It's the shove afterwards. Yeah, no, and so, that's what I thought it was too. Like this, if the because if it was a slash, he gets more than that. Right. But I think everyone watching that knew that. He wasn't necessarily trying to fucking slash the referee there. It just kind of happened. You could argue he was trying to push him and shove him there. I don't really think he was. I think he was kind of in a moment of like, what the fuck just happened? And it took him a couple seconds to come back down to earth and and relax. And in that sense, he made a mistake and deserves a suspension, but I'm not going to hold it over his head. But I don't think he was trying to do that. I think the suspension's fair in the sense that I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I really don't actually think that there was intent there. I think it just kind of happened. But it's fair. You still suspend the guy. Like, don't get me wrong. Right. Yeah, and we, have, we we note that the, the, the shove comes after the tackle. And, mm-hmm. you know, tempers are kind of flared at that point. So I, I, I do think that at the end of the day, it was the shove. Um, whether or not, you know, that's how everyone else reads it. Or the NHL reads it for that matter. But, um, and uh, if, if that's all it was... Then yeah, three games seems about right. If if we were talking about if the NHL is looking at it and saying, oh, you slash referee, here's three games. Well, I think that's kind of ridiculous. Like, yeah, I don't think yeah. that it was suspendable. Uh, no, but if that's what the NHL is going with, you got to have a yeah. higher, you know, punishment for that. I'm fine with the suspension, but my issue came in in that I think, and I, I and we I don't know. Like I haven't looked into this at all, uh, but I believe that the referee should be disciplined in a way I'm not saying like suspend him without pay or something or whatever take away a couple assignments I'm not saying that but uh, you definitely need to have a, a sit down uh, with that referee and and maybe the referee in chief and kind of go over maybe how that could have been handled better mm-hmm. um, because I on I thought that was a joke the way he that they handled that I thought it was an absolute joke the on ice officials that night 
Oh, it was preseason hockey. Maybe this was a preseason official, you know? it's his, uh, Well, that was another thing that, yeah. that someone had raised to me too, right? Is that a lot of these guys are trying out for NHL jobs. And unfortunately, I think this gentleman needs to wait a year at this point. Because I, I thought that that... I thought it was brutal. And I hope that it was a preseason official and, and someone who's trying to get into the league. Because if that was someone who actually refs games on a game-to-game basis, uh, I'm a little concerned about the state of our officiating, given, you know, how bad the playoffs were, and then this it happens, like, this wasn't a great look either. Not not the way you want to roll into the season, anyway. Not for me, no. No. Um, and, of course, this Vegas Knights game, this takes place, last game of the preseason, Evander Kane suspended three games. Who are the first two games against? None other than the Vegas Golden Knights uh, and the San Jose Sharks to start the season. Back-to-back, mm-hmm. home-and-home. Uh, this is a rivalry. Yeah, this is alive. This is good. real. This is it's good. The unfortunate part about it, and I am going to say this, is um, the Sharks possibly are not going to be very good this year, <laughs> and that could put a little damper on the rivalry. Because uh, now I don't know if this was Vegas being pissed off about the way the season ended, and Vegas we already know is is probably a better team than San Jose. So I don't know if this was just Vegas being a little more ready and and. You start two and zero. Um, San Jose did not look great from what I saw, though. No, um, I mean Sons, Carlson, and Kane game one. Sure, and those are big losses yeah, for sure. Definitely. Like Kane is those are key pieces. Top two or three forward on their team. Carlson is arguably their best defenseman, arguably best defenseman in the world. So those are two big losses for sure. Mm-hmm. Martin Jones not too good. No, nope. uh, I Vesna, think that's over. Vesna nominated uh, Martin Jones last season. Um, yeah. By one person, anyway. Yeah, no, um, no, but it, it's good to see because this is something that the NHL has been kind of lacking, um, as far as I can remember. You're you're right that in in the sense that if the Sharks are bad, um, it might not be as good as it could be. But you go back and you look at some of the more recent rivalries, and they've started to taper off. You know, like Penguins and Caps. As long as there's Crosby and Ovechkin, I, I think there's something there. But it's not mm. it's not heated. It's more just well, we have two great guys that both perform really it's well be against each to other. Interesting to see how that goes because, um, spoiler alert, the capital or the, the sorry the Penguins are going to get worse, and the Capitals are probably not going to get worse. Sure. Uh, in the next year or two, so I mean the Caps did add some spark plugs, spark plugs, and as the Penguins get worse, they're going to get more frustrated. So this rivalry may still heat up, but you know, yeah, it's I mean, never. You, you add Radko Gudis right. and Garnet Hathaway into this fucking rivalry, and all of a sudden this might get <clears throat> real interesting. And that and that's to come. Uh, they've never been that way in the past. Is is more what I'm alluding to that this has always been how many how many goals can Ovi outscore Crosby by, and and how many you know plays in the defensive end can Crosby make over Ovechkin who doesn't play defense and. Uh, dare you. That's that's always kind of been that rivalry. Uh, you go back even further. Um, the Hawks and Red Wings, great rivalry. Detroit up and moves to the Western Conference or the Eastern Conference. Sorry. Uh, so now they're only playing one or twice, one or two times a year. Not the same. Uh, same kind of concept with the uh, Red Wings and Avalanche. No longer in the same conference. No longer playing each other a lot. Uh, so the NHL has kind of been missing that that marquee rivalry. I, I think. Um, outside of maybe Montreal-Boston, but they haven't really had the kind of games 
in recent memory that they're accustomed to either. So you didn't really get a chance to see the game last night, eh? The Leafs and no, Habs. no, I did not. I do think the Leafs and Habs are gonna it's gonna heat back up real quick here. Well, see, it was would, another not very friendly night. I would last agree night. with you, but it, it sounds kind of like um, Austin Matthews has complete. Um, open, you know, season on Carey Price's net, so I, I don't know if there's much there to, to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it wasn't his finest hour last night. Price was fine. I mean, he made a lot of big saves, too. I think I alluded to you that the Leafs could have won that by a lot. But anyway, we'll get to that in a bit, I guess. But I think, anyway, I'm not running the show. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm i more just kind of curious about your state on the uh, current NHL rivalries, because this, this is something that the league has always marketed. It's always been team-first narrative, and we don't market our superstars. Rivalry so. night! Exactly. Sabres! Wild! <laughs> Yeah. The Pominville trade. The Ennis trade. It might be the same trade. Might be the same trade. Um <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like we've never we've never had the the player specific rivalries that you see maybe in other sports. Um this is this is clearly a league that wants its teams at the center of the attention. You want the logos, you want the colors, you want all that kind of stuff on display. Um, you don't care who who the guy throwing the punches is as long as it's the right teams throwing the punches against each other. Um, so outside of of Vegas, and I was like, is is this the best rivalry in the moment? Like this this incarnation of the NHL is is this the rivalry? Man, Sabres wild. <sighs> but I'm not getting any Colin Miller. Sure hates Marcus Foligno out there. You know, Marcus Foligno, formerly a Buffalo Saber. That's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, I, I, but like another one too. We, we got Seattle coming on the pipeline. Vancouver's getting there. Like that. That could be something to come. Seattle, Vancouver is going to be uh, a heated one, I would think, because uh, you know Vancouver's worked real hard to uh, to um, maintain that that market out there, and uh, you know it's going to be real tough when Seattle comes in and gets 118 points their first year. Exactly. Yeah. The uh, Battle of Ontario has. Not exactly been um, worth watching the last few seasons. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, and the Battle of Edmonton is down to one team in that province. So the Battle of um, Edmonton. Oh, what is Edmonton? Alberta is what I meant. It, it kind of is the battle for Edmonton. Like Calgary's trying to take over Edmonton, and Edmonton's <laughs> trying to keep their city rights. But I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't have a lot of hope for that. So yeah. So I don't what know, did I? I just torched like six fan bases in forty-five no, seconds it's here. It's pretty good. That's what I love. That's what I live for. How about the Battle of Florida? Hey, eh? hey, Avalanche fans! I got a bone to pick with you now. Uh, no, I like the Avalanche. No, the Avalanche are going to be an interesting team. Have you watched? Did you watch them much this week? No, I, I can't say that I have. No, no, I watched a couple games. Okay, they look good. All right, they're going to be good. Our sweet, sweet fun. boy Nazim is out yeah. there twirling yeah, around. And... Nazim the dream. Yeah. Has he scored yet? No. Okay. Ah, shoot up. Yeah, okay. yeah, shoot a goal. Yeah, they, um, I never really understood why the Leafs didn't, like, why Nazem Kadri wasn't, like, the go-to in shootouts. Like, he's one of the best shootout shooters I've ever seen in my life, right? Like, yeah. the guy's hands are ridiculous. He's got four or five go-to moves that he just, like, alternates between. You never know what the fuck he's gonna do. He can pull all of them off. I mean, they only had all of two shootouts last year. They had one the year before, so maybe it was just a, a lack of opportunity in the Babcock era for him. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What's so that? What's you, you never you never uh, answered my, my question. Oh, the rivalry question? Is this the best yeah, rivalry I, 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 I think it's got to be. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What, like, what what else is there, really? There's, well, there was, the, you know, the Tri-State area, the, the, the New York teams. So that's kind of faded. They might get better now that, you know, Kako and Hughes are on the market. But, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Nothing's really popping out to me at the moment. I, I think this might be the best rivalry. Devils in the Rangers is like there are always these rivalries that are going to have. They're always going to be there, but they're mostly geographical things. You know what I mean? Like the Battle of Ontario, the the Devils and Rangers, the Islanders and Rangers. I don't know if the Devils and the Islanders have ever met each other, but you I'm know, sure. like no, uh, you got your your Wild and and Jets was heated for a while there. There's a good chance that one, maybe two of those teams are not going to be significant this year, so that might kind of take a step back. Um, yeah, and I mean, the California rivalries, I mean, again, they're always going to be there, but two of those three teams are, are probably going to be flaming garbage this year, and, and that, that other good team might also be flaming garbage. So, uh, a lot of hot, hot garbage in California. Hot, hot garbage in California, indeed. Um, if you could keep track, I'm going to try to trash every single team and fan base uh, during this podcast. I think I'm up to nine. I, I've already lost count. Okay. So, yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm going to try to keep this going. Good. I'm happy for you. i got to find a reason to pick on Carolina. Oh, okay. That's, well, that's the joke. Nobody cares about them. <laughs> well, except it's for... Not, it's nothing to chirp. Nobody knows anything about them. Except for the, that Bitters guy, for sure. Um, bitters? Like, uh, making the the guys got the cocktail and making for the they called it the uh, the offer sheet. Um, you didn't hear about this? No. No. Okay. So there's a video that I sh- that I, I, I know we always used to joke that I'm Bruce Taglia of Twitter, but I've tried to spend less and less time on that website over okay. the last little while. No, there's there just a video of uh, the hurricane season opener, uh, as they do in Carolina. They were tailgating because it's always nice down there. And, TFTI. Um, so they have the big barbecue, you know, the pig roast, uh, just as you would in a hockey market. And um, there was screams hockey like a pig roast. Yeah, this this video makes it to the uh, to the Twitterverse where a group of Hurricanes fans were making a big cocktail, you know, big blender. They're putting all these different ingredients in. The guy comes along. He says, "What are you guys making?" Guy says, "Oh, it's uh, it's called it's called the offer sheet, you know, because the uh, the Canadians it's 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 a it's a Canadian drink actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's in it? Well, we've got a little bit of Canadian whiskey here, and he's pouring some whiskey. And I shit you not, the entire video for like a minute, there's just one guy with a with a thing of bitters, just this for like a whole minute, just emptying this whole thing of bitters into it, and he's screaming, it's got bitters, lots of bitters." It's fucking hilarious. That's a pretty good joke. It was it was so funny. I'm not laughing, but it's a good gag. One guy comes in like over the top behind him with like a pinch of salt, with like the salty thing. It was hilarious. I loved it. That's good. Yeah. That's what you need. It would have huh. been better if they were playing the Habs that night, but I digress. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you lose me a little there, I guess. That's yeah. a good point. Still pretty funny. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Got a little um, more patience on that punchline maybe then. Yeah, they should have waited till they played the, the the Habs. Game's probably like December twenty first or something like that. Just not very nice, even in Carolina. Maybe that's the next big rivalry: Habs and Habs and Hercs. I don't see it. No, these no. teams are too soft, both of them. No, I don't. I don't think it's going to be a thing. Oh, I just heard the Habs. There you go. Soft. Nice. Okay. Uh, moving on. Um, the NHL. Mm. Um, that's a sports league. They're they're pretty big. Debatable. They're they're probably the biggest hockey league in the world. Mm. Might be, maybe. Okay. Um, and when you have a large product like that, like when you become a, a successful enterprise and sure. and you, you make a lot of money, um, one would expect that your advertising 
uh, campaigns and your promotion of your of your product should be you know relatively top notch if not top notch at least you know exist in some format are we going to talk about the tweet right now where the NHL tweeted out like a bunch of players and those hilarious sayings like yes Barry Kotkaniemi and it just says that's pretty mint I I don't know what that is no no you don't remember this no you didn't hear about the tweet it went like non hockey Twitter viral like it went literal viral no. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about this because honestly, we probably should have talked about this. I'm not going to lie. Let me let me just pull this up here. I just type in NHL tweet. I bet you it comes up. Yeah. There it is. So it was like a fake like Apple tweet, and they had like think different and it was just all these intellectual pictures with these stupid fucking sayings of all these with all these players wait the nhl did that yeah i thought that was just like a gag that went around that no the, like, NH- the nhl tweeted that that's not william good. nylander with the with the steve jobs uh glasses on says get pucks deep you got alexander barkov keep it simple you've got yes very in the emmy that's pretty mint and I can't zoom in on the fourth guy, so I'm not sure who it is, but uh, it says it's in the sauce. Now, me personally, I thought it was funny. Like, I actually died laughing at it, but a lot of no, people they did were, not like it. They were funny because I thought other people were making them. Yeah. Oh, well, a lot of people did. Like, after, like, this was like a meme for a, a few weeks on hockey Twitter. You couldn't open hockey Twitter without, a, like, someone doing this bit. Yeah. I almost I remember that. I wanted to get in on the meme game, but I'm not very creative. So I, well, like, uh, I just don't feel like actually putting together a meme. Okay. Uh, uh, that's not, that's not good. Yeah, I sent you That's Pretty Mint the other day. Yes, Beery Cut can end. Hmm. I like that one. That's a funny one. Anyway, again, yeah, uh, funny. Uh, maybe not what the NHL should be leading with. Um, I guess is my thought on that. Man, the NHL's mint. <clears throat> um, back to where I was heading though, mm-hmm. about having a product and, and marketing it correctly, and, and talking about maybe you know what's going on or, or what your plans are or, or maybe your events. Uh, the NHL went to Europe. I'm not. I'm not joking. Yeah, last year. You know, like the. The Jets played the Panthers back-to-back games in Finland. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah. Apparently, they went to the Czech Republic this weekend. What? Yeah, like like two days ago. Huh? Yeah. Hawks and Flyers kicked off the season. Oh, that's why it was at two p.m. Yeah, that's why. Oh. That's why Jonathan Taves was on my bench because I didn't set my fantasy lineup on a Saturday until you know four o'clock. Oh yeah, yeah. That's too bad. Did you did you know they were going to Europe? Uh, well, I was gonna stick with the bit, but I do have to say I, I did, but not until maybe Wednesday of last week. I found out about a day of. Yeah, and like I'm on so a lot. The, the only reason I knew is because uh, they uh, the Flyers lost to a Swiss team, like a Swiss league team, and everyone was like, "Ooh, that's not good." Um, yeah, Carter Hart let in a couple goals in the first, like, five minutes, and okay. it wasn't good. Uh, Corey Emerton scored, former Detroit Red Wing. Nice. Um, former Sarnia Sting. Yeah? I think so. Well, that'd be weird for you to know that, but 
Um, yeah, no, I, I knew, but you're right. Like, they didn't do a great job marketing this game. And, you know, I guess the whole point of them going to Europe is nothing to do with us, right? They're trying to market the sport in other countries because um, it's already marketed here because it takes place over here, right? Um, so, like, I, I sort of get that, but I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like I, I probably would have made it more of an effort to watch the game had I, you know, had there been a little bit of hype built up around it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's just, it's it. just It's like the NFL goes to London, and sometimes you don't hear about that either till the week up, too. Like, I, I don't know how to make these games more interesting from a North American perspective, because I think there is something there, and I think they should do that, you know. I don't know if they did do this, but I would have, like, liked to turn on the game at, like, 1 o'clock for the 2 o'clock game, and it's on NBC or whatever, and they're doing, like, a feature about how they spent their week in the Czech Republic this week, and you know what I mean? Like, what they learned about Czechoslovakian culture and things like that, you know? Ah, uh, yes, the Czechoslovakian culture. Ah, uh, whatever. 1991. Yeah, I don't care. Um, No, and, and you're and you're right. To, like, you mentioned the NFL. I'm Slovakian. I'll say what I want. Sure. Uh, Czech. I'm Czech. Check. Well, I guess it, I guess it's both. It's if the same if thing. you got to think about it, it probably doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, no. Like you, you talked about the NFL going to London. I know about that. Like I, I hear about that, and I don't follow the sport. My point here is that sure. I follow hockey probably more than I should, and I didn't know about this until like Friday, like night, hmm. when they were playing a game Friday night. And oh, it's Friday afternoon. Friday afternoon. Game is at 2 p.m. because it's right because it's in Czechoslovakian uh, time time zone. Yeah, the the CSN Czechoslovakian CSN ST. Yes, standard standard time. Yeah. Um. Like every year, I I I think a team goes over. Like the Rangers used to be big for it. They'd go over to Europe. They'd play some preseason games against. Uh, different different clubs. That's not new. Like you can do that, and I I don't expect to know about these preseason. No, matches. we've been doing. Yeah, this has been a this is an old thing the NHL's always done. But yeah, the, you know, I feel like I remember them announcing it in like January of last year or something. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then I never heard about it again until like Wednesday. And the only like I said, the only reason I heard about it was because everyone's like, Ooh, Carter Hart had five bad minutes against HC Logano or whatever cool. the hell they played. Would it be cool if they played Burn and like you know Lani and Marner run uh, Burn at the time? That would that would be pretty cool. That would have been good. Yeah, I would I would watch that. Four one. You, you know we've heard about that Burn final Marner to Lani <laughs> three times on the power play. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I I just I know it's more of a it's more for the people in Europe. It's it's more of a thing that we're gonna market to them. We want them to come out and experience our product, especially with the KHL knocking on their back door. But. I, I just thought it was odd that, like, you know, this, this side of the world didn't hear about it when it's a league that operates on our side of the world. Mm-hmm. And um, I would have I watched it. Like, I, I'm, I'm honestly not joking. Like, I, I, what was I doing on a Friday? I, I was probably at work. But, I was going to say, you know what I mean? Like, were working. I would have maybe made more of an attempt to try to tune in. I or... work in a place where we could put that on a TV, though, and, sure. and we never did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, a bit of a blunder there by the NHL. Um, you know, maybe maybe our meme game is a little too strong. We should be focusing on um, you know actual advertising. Hmm. So, well, yeah. as they say, it's in the sauce. It's pretty mint. Um, 
So a couple things happened. It's uh, it's hockey season. We're, mm-hmm. we're we're through the first few games now. I feel like I'm I'm just gonna keep looking at this because I got Twitter open right now. I just I feel like I have to interrupt you and uh, just inform you um, that Ginger Baker died. Oh, I know. Okay. Did Jeff some kind words for Ginger Baker? Did you... Oh, I I can't stand Cream. Oh, okay. Well, the band Cream. Mm. I like various types of food Cream. Iced. Iced? Yeah, I wasn't even thinking. I was thinking more like coffee, coffee. cream, sour cream. Uh, you got your, your pa- like cream-based pasta sauces. You know, your Alfredo's. Creme Framboise. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you got your rosé. You know. You got your cream puffs. Cream puffs. Yeah. Mm. Cream sickle. Ooh. Yeah, good call. Cream fraiche. Uh, uh, what, what's the the creamy milk, the chocolate bar, the what's the the, the, the dairy cream? The, Is that what it's called? No, something. It's not purple raspberry. Dairy, uh, Cadbury. Caramel. Sure, that's a different thing. Yeah. Um. The hell we talking about? Uh, yeah. Uh, so um, we're for we're, we're through the first uh. You know, half a week of the NHL season. I think every team is on the board with a game played at this point. And uh, there's some a uh, few things took place. A couple happenings. Um, some hot starts, some cold starts. Some sure, some things to talk about. One of those things. Um, John Tavares. Yeah, captain. Yeah, captain Tavares to you. Yep. Twenty uh, fifth captain in Leaf history. Um, first captain since Dion Phaneuf left in uh, February of 2016. Yep. Um, is this the right? Is it? Uh, is this the right guy? I think so. Yeah. Um. You know, we talked about this last week. I, I, I do think that Tavares has. I mean, he's not as good as, but has Kawhi like Kawhi Leonard like attributes, and that's what they were looking for. You know, everything kind of just rolls off Tavares' shoulders, and um, he doesn't really play the game with much emotion, and I think that that's kind of smart. And something that you want in a captain, you know. I think he leads by example. He's never going to get too high. He's never going to get too low. And I think that that's that's important. He's done the job before. He did the job in not as crazy of a market, but in a market where they do care a lot about their hockey team. Um, so I think it is the right decision. You know, I, I think that this is something that John Tavares has been preparing to, to do for a long time as well. I think he's always kind of had this idea that he wanted to play in Toronto, that he wants to be a leader. I think it's something that he has for sure thought about in in his private time before he was an NHL player. I'm sure that he wanted to be captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs one day. And, um, you know, it's not something that I think he wants to do, but isn't prepared for what the job means. You know, he knows Mm -hmm. exactly what this means. And, um, I, I think he's maybe the only person that could be prepared enough to do this, uh, for sure. Like he's one of those few. Just ty- he's the right type of person for this. I think. Yeah. Um. I I, I agree. Um. I mean, I, I think they had an, a few options, and none of them were going to be you know the wrong option. It was more just what is the right option. Um. Last week you alluded to. Uh, you know, you were you were saying that you were going to be curious just to see how they they phrase this after after the whole Matthews incident came out. 
Um, what did you think of that? Like, the, was their explanation and their response about, you know, no, he was always our guy. Um, this didn't have anything to do with the match. Did you buy it? Did, did you, you know, see it between the lines? Did you? Yeah, I do. I, 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 like I said last week, like, I don't, I don't think that what happened is a reason to change your decision, uh, about something hockey related. And it's not to downplay what happened with Matthews, but I think hockey and, like, the on-ice and the off-ice need to be kept separate. And at the end of the day, your captain is trying to help you win hockey games. Having the captain is supposed to propel your team forward. It's not for photo ops and things like that. And, you know, it's become that over the years. But the purpose of the captain is to try and to help you win games. It's trying to make everything smooth on the ice. So, to me, I just, I don't see how you could make such a huge decision and then go back on it and 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 panic and go with a different guy and play it off like this is fine. Like, you needed to have full confidence in whoever this is you were naming captain. And if they didn't have full confidence in Tavares, I don't think he would have been named captain. Um, but there's no reason to not have confidence in him. So, I don't know. I, I, I do believe that this was always what was going on. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I sort of went with the majority initially and said it looks like Matthew's going to be captain. I still kind of always had my doubts about at least that picture that was leaked with him with a C on it. Mm -hmm. Like... It's in, like, do people just forget about Photoshop? Like, that's what I didn't get. It was like, everyone was like, oh, yeah, look at that. I'm like, you know, like, there's a lot of Photoshop fucking pictures on the internet. Most of them, actually. Almost all. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know. Like, it's not hard to do to put a little, and it's so blurry. And I was like, whatever. Like, that's probably Photoshop. More so the picture with Carlton on the boat, and it looked like it was a Matthews jersey in the bag, and it was like a Hoyt captain. I'm like, ah, okay. It's in the bag, well, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. Might have been an Anderson jersey. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree. Like, I, I think that... I think you don't make that knee-jerk reaction um, if you're a competent organization and, and you know, you, you understand how things should work and... You gotta be able to look big picture it's here. A sliding scale with the Toronto yeah. Maple Leafs. So I am, I am curious though. Uh, does this change much? Like, is this going to be like a all of a sudden now they're they've got this new mentality, or they've got a, they're gonna you know the, the guys in the room are gonna play differently or I'll think tell, differently or I'll tell you one thing, they look different for sure through the three games. Um, you know, I watched the whole season last year. I've watched pretty much every minute of this year, as I told you, was trying to watch last night's game this morning and I'm a little hungover today so I fell asleep during the third period so I still haven't actually watched that third period from last night but um, they look different for sure and whether that is you know the additions that they've made or if it is something related to you know everyone kind of being established within their role and kind of taking a different approach to this year you know I think this team just has a little bit of a different feel than it had last year and you know even myself, like I know I came into last year, I was still skeptical going into the year. Um, I was happy with the Tavares signing, and, and but I never really looked at them as a cup contender last year. I thought they had a long way to go. 
uh, the year before. I wasn't buying the young kids. I kind of said, you know, show me more. They did. Last year I said, show me more. They did. And I think they're kind of at the point now where pretty well every shift they've been letting their play do the talking. They're playing real aggressive, which is kind of costing them some scoring chances, and they're giving them up more. Uh, but they are definitely getting more than than they have in previous years. Like through three games, they are they are just torching defenses, and um, the Blue Jackets actually have a really good defense core, mm-hmm. like really good. Yeah, well, maybe the best in the NHL. A lot of people wanted to shrug that game off. You know, that's a Blue Jackets not going to be good. Very, Blue Jackets played good. great. They did. They did play good. Like their 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 forward their forward group sure. maybe isn't the strongest in the league, but you're right. They have a strong defense. They played well. And uh, I I was honestly, you know what? I, I was impressed by Corpus Allo. Like I thought he held his own. Yeah. Well, you can only do so much against yeah. that Austin Matthews shot and in a power play, three power play goals. Like yeah, what do you expect? Like that that, that second Marner goal was just kind of a freak occurrence. That was a fluky. You know? Yeah, for sure. But. I thought the Blue Jackets had a real strong game. Um, they could have. They played well. They could have won that game. Honestly, I think I think Freddie Anderson was a big yeah. reason there. But um, yeah, yeah. I the Leafs were going to lose, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, uh, but you're right. They they are they are making other teams, especially their defenses, look pretty uh, pretty exposable. And I just uh, I do think like to answer your question that they have a different approach this year. Okay. And. You know, I, I can see it, and, and you know, I, I know people are going to kind of roll their eyes at this one, but, but uh, you know, even the thing with, with Babcock walking into the room after the game and they're going to do the, the game ball mentality with the with the ball that Raptors, was actually yeah. from the Raptors' playoff run, like, that creates a culture. That helps sort of set a tone in the dressing room, and, and those types of things keep the team focused, I think. It, it's eyes on the prize. And when this game ball is in front of you and it represents what the Raptors were able to do for Toronto, for Canada, like I think it's hard not to think about that kind of stuff. I think the Leafs have the right approach, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying they're going to win the Cup. But there is something a little more in the air around this team this year than I think previous years. Hmm, fair enough. I, I do think they're going to win the Cup, so... Uh, if you that's caught great. last week's predictions, uh, that's my pick. Sorry, deal with it. I'm a Leaf fan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say some things sometimes. Deal with it. Yeah. Um, around the NHL, uh, some other, other things happened. Uh, you want to talk about the Winnipeg Jets? Big comeback sure. win. Uh, they were down four nothing to the Devils. They were. Yeah. And uh, OT shootout winner, Blake Wheeler. Blake Wheeler. Yeah. Uh, with an absolutely disgusting move, and then unbuckles his helmet. As the celebration. Oh, I saw that. That yeah. was fucking dead. Like, yeah. Blake Wheeler's the man. Yeah. Uh, lead by example. Um, almost won it in overtime. Like, you know, that. Uh, yeah. Get a couple posts there. Uh, yeah. They had they had some opportunities. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit because I know, um, you know, as if, if you're a Jets fan, um, you're probably sitting there going like, yeah, we got the win. And it's nice to have those comeback moments. But we're we were down for nothing for a reason, and uh, there's some alarms going off in uh, Manitoba, maybe, some some panic. Well, here's what I will say about the Jets to potentially help comfort their fans, because I think that this is a positive way to look at maybe the way that the team is built, is it's becoming harder and harder in the NHL to prevent goals and to stop these teams. It's turning into an offensive league. A lot of teams are, are 
you know, building their team that way to try and manufacture goals rather than to prevent them. And the Jets are built to score. Like, their forward group is still really good. That's one thing that people don't really talk about. You know, this is this is a still a somewhat younger group um, with guys that still have a decent amount to prove at this level. And um, I think that there is still some optimism to be had around that team for, for that reason. So, um, you know, they're, they're going to have trouble keeping the puck out of the net, it looks like. But if they play aggressive like every other team and you want to go into a shootout or a track meet and that's what the plan is, it's hard to bet against the Jets, to be honest with you. So I think if they sort of harness their identity and kind of play that way, um, they might actually be okay. An interesting call today, Paul Maurice is going back to Laurent Brossois, um for the second game, and Connor Hellebuck not getting the start. I- I'm not really reading a ton into it. Uh, Hellebuck did have a miserable start the other night, but, um, you know, he- he's got to play games at some point. You know, he's on your roster, even if he's not your starter, according to you at the moment. um, You have to play your, air quote, backup at some point. So, you know, Hellebuck's still going to get his opportunity this year, and I'm sure he's going to end up having the net. But uh, kind of an interesting decision anyway to go to Brassois, because Brassois wasn't particularly good the other night either. Yeah, I don't think we were sitting here going... Um, that you're saying that Bersois is going to be the, the starting goaltender or that it's going to be a 1A, 1B situation. I think it's still pretty clear cut uh, that Connor's the guy. Um, maybe it's a you know, maintenance day. Maybe he's got something tweaked. Maybe he's just not feeling up to it. You never know. Um, Maurice seems pretty confident. He's never been one to share a lot of details either. So um, it's hard to say. You, know, you never know. You don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here. What about the Dustin Buffin situation? Paul, where's, uh, where's Connor Hellebach? How come he's not starting today? He's got his uh, finger caught in something. What? <laughs> the hell does that mean? Um, Bufflin? Yeah, any updates with Bufflin? Do we know anything Not more? That I know of. No, no. Um, this is a team that could use him. Uh, that decor. He would help. Yeah. Um, he would help. There's some cap implications that come into play if he comes back. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. But yeah. uh, it and is that's... strange that, that we're in a couple games deep now already and, and, and still nothing much going on in, in, in terms of Big Buff. I'm not going to lie to you at this point. I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of expecting his decision to come closer to Christmas, and I'm not expecting to see him until the new year. Um, I do think he's going to play this year, and this isn't insider information. This is just kind of a hunch. Um, that said, I'm sure he'll be in the lineup next week because I just said that. Nice, nice. Um... Yeah, it's going to be tough. Like I don't know what they're going to do. Like you know, they. Buff's cap hit is six point or seven point six, and they have roughly six point six in room. So if they want to send down a couple guys, they can make it work, but they don't exactly have that option yet. Um, they're kind of still trying to figure out who is who their lineup is for sure. There's still some guys on the bottom end that are trying to solidify their spot on the team. So. You know, it's it's going to be kind of interesting to see how they work that, um, or if they're potentially looking at a trade, which uh, is not as easy as it sounds either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tough situation. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, any other games from around the league? Uh, any any notable moments that you want to uh, kind of reach out, discuss? 
Um, capo Capo suck. Caco Capo Caco. Capo Caco. Captain Crunch. No. No. Uh, I don't think so. Why? Is he suck? Is he no, not, no, not I'm in fantasy. He's not oh. doing anything. Well, fantasy-wise or just in general? Oh, just, it's just fantasy-wise. Okay. I don't know. Maybe he's been getting a lot of chances. He didn't okay. have a he didn't have a stat last night, which is always concerning. I can't say I've watched any of the Rangers yet. No, um, I, I didn't. So. I didn't watch Jets versus Rangers either, so I I, I don't know. But mm. yeah, okay. no, I don't know. I I I did you was there anything? I'm, I'm sitting here racking my racking my brain. Uh, I I am interested to see uh, how things play out. Uh, Edmonton uh, currently two and zero on the season, but with the asterisk. Did they win last night? They did. With the asterisk that Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl have been in seven of the nine goals on the season. So either um, we've got some record breakers on our hands or this team might come back down to earth. Yeah, like, uh, you know, can't fucking... Uh, who do they got? They've got that. Gaytan Gay, Haas. Can he score? They've got Colby they- Cave. The head cave. Is that, a, is that a real player? Last time I brought Colby Cave up on the uh, podcast, you did not know who Colby Cave was. Still don't. Yeah, they they do have him. Okay. Uh, the Colby Cave is is famous because uh, the only NHL general manager that has ever signed him to a contract is uh, Pete Chiarelli, and he's done it three times. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's something to remember, I guess. Yeah, cool. Um, they did lose Adam Larson, who. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't I don't even know what's going on there. Uh, he blocked a shot um, yes. against the uh, Canucks there in game one and broke his fibia. He'll be out oh, for shit. six to eight weeks. Okay. Um, and, you know, all jokes aside with the, with the Taylor Hall trade and everything, he's a part of their – like, you know, he's a big part of that defense. Um, it's he's a, a player. He's, it's not a great defense, but he's – you know, you got to consider he's, he's one of the best options they have, so they, they got to rely on him. And uh, he's going to be gone for a while. They did call up Evan Bouchard, uh, which could be something to keep an eye on, because I think Evan Bouchard is, is the real deal. Um, a few years out, I thought, but he's here now. So we'll have to see how he uh, works in Edmonton for them. Um, but, yeah, so far everything's happy in Oilerland. Uh, a 2-0 start. They got the young kid up. Mike Smith looks fine, uh, you know, for a guy getting up there. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but maybe? No. Um, Connor McDavid? No, no. Okay. We, uh, I guess while we're at it, we could talk about the rest of the Canadian teams. Okay. We may as well. Oh, we've covered most of them already. Surface. Yeah, I mean, uh, Vancouver, Vancouver 0-2, not looking good. Uh, that's your Vancouver wrap-up. The Calgary Flames 1-1, one one. they beat Vancouver last night. So, hmm. yes. Um... Uh, Thoughts on the Flames? Ooh, um, I I have Dave Reddick in fantasy. I'll start there, and uh, I, I appreciate the shutout he posted for me last night. But I'm really uncomfortable with their goaltending situation because I just I don't think he's got it in him to go. Ran out of options late in that draft, did you? Yeah, um, I don't love his ability to go. You know, 60, 65 games as a starter this season. I thought he worked well last year with Mike Smith. Uh, they kind of split the load. Um, and if your guy that you got to split the load with is Cam Talbot, I don't know if that is going to be a recipe for success. 
no other problems with the lineup. Like, I look up and down that team. I, I like their blue line. It's not the best in the league. It's not the worst in the league. It's, it's fine. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's adequate. It's, it's going to be probably a top 10 defense. Um, their forwards, they're good. Like, they're, they've got enough there to get the job done. Um, you know, if Monaghan and Goudreau can, can do what they did last year and, and uh, keep that pace going, then everything's fine. Everything's fine. Just keep Lucic in the press box and everything's fine. But the goaltending worries me. Um, I just don't have a lot of confidence in, in Riddick as a big-time starter. Uh, that's that's my Flames two cents. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Montreal, what are you thinking here? Uh, I got to see more. Um, I, I kind of flip-flop back with Montreal every time I, I, I see something about them. Canadian. Yeah, one week I'm thinking this is a playoff team. The next week I'm thinking, okay, these guys might be in the draft lottery. Um, one thing I will give Montreal is they work real hard. They did last year. Definitely. They look like they're going to this year. So uh, they seem to understand that they are not not a team of um, incredibly elite level hockey players. Oh, the Leafs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're, um, they're not the Leafs. But they, they do have some talented guys, and uh, sure. they can make it work. Yeah. Uh, you, you never want to bet against Kerry Price. I, I certainly won't. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. They they, they definitely, it's going to be a win-back committee type of team. They can make the playoffs. They could miss the playoffs. They could, you know, win the Atlantic. They could finish dead last. Like, the, I, I find the Canadians to be a very wide-open team in that regard. Um, and I guess I guess you could say that about any team. But I, I think it's a little different when, when you're looking at Montreal. They're such a hotbed. They're, there's so much attention put onto them by their fan base and, and uh, the, the national media, at, rightfully so. Um, but... No, no, no. I, I gotta see more. Senators don't gotta see a whole lot. Uh, they're two and zero, so they win in the cup. Um, you know, uh, two and zero. Sorry, they lost to the Leafs. Oh, sure. I was looking at the games played column as two, and then the no. wins column as zero, and I read two and zero. Yeah, they are not. They are uh, not two and zero. No. Um, yeah, this is about where we thought they were gonna be uh, on the season. Uh, Eighty more to go. Did they look better the other night than you were expecting? No. Not really. No, they looked about right. They were hungry. They were, um... They looked better in the sense that they were more structured than I thought they were going to be. I'm not really... I wasn't really buying DJ Smith necessarily as a head coach. Um, They definitely looked very well prepared for the Leafs. I'll say this much. But they were not nearly good enough to deal with it. As, as someone that watched a whole heck of a lot of Ron Hainsey and Nikita Zaitsev kill penalties last year, their penalty killing is off to a much better start. Um, but other than that, if your recipe for success is to take five penalties a night and kill them all off and expect to win, sure. I don't know if it's sustainable. Probably not. No, I wouldn't no. imagine. This uh, league still has Ovechkin. Yeah. Okay. That's, I'm, I'm that's good. it? That's, that's all the teams? Those are the Canadian teams. Oh. We talked about everybody else. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, okay. I guess that's that's our Canadian wrap-up. Sure. Canadian wrap bacon. What? Yeah, I don't know. Bacon wrap scallops? Ooh. Yeah. I wonder what's for dinner tonight. Mm. Um, okay, so I've got a quick little game to finish things off, because we didn't really have time to come up with the top ten. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry about that, folks. That's fine. We'll, uh... It's our podcast. Top ten will be back next no apologies. week. apologies. We'll, uh... No apologies. Okay. They'll listen to what we tell them to. Can you stop yelling at the listeners right now? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> and another thing. 
Sick of you goddamn people. All right. Um, so this is kind of a variation on um, both the over-under thing that you'd like to torment me with and the roster game. So it's, it's kind of a hybrid of the both. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through uh, five teams, and I'm going to give you... You've got to tell me their roster and how many points <laughs> they got that year. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm going to go through... The 1983 Philadelphia Flyers. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't didn't Dave Schultz still playing? Or? Didn't Bill Barber have 42 goals that year? Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, how did you know that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go through five teams here, and I'm going to tell you... Uh, Basically, uh, their position, and I'm going to give you their stat line, and you got to guess which player this was from last season. Oh, it's from last. Okay. Okay. Uh, I th- I think I get it. Okay. So I've got the Los Angeles Kings. Okay. Okay. Um, I've got a forward for you, a right winger. What's this out of? Like, what's happening here? I got five teams, so you got five players. Best, okay, best, best of five. five. Yeah. So, so we got three right. We got a right winger for the Los Angeles Kings last season. Okay. Here's their stat line. Do they have do they have right wingers? Yeah. Uh, 22 goals, 29 assists for 51 points. In, in 72 games. Last year? Last year. Dustin Brown? Dustin Brown is correct. Uh, okay. Second on the team in points. Okay. Didn't didn't know that that uh, that happened. I, that was a pretty good season, actually. Mm-hmm. About Dustin Brown. Yeah, Dustin years. Brown is uh, kind of recharged his career hmm. in the last couple of years. He's, okay. He's going again. Okay. Yeah. Um. So next up, I've got the Boston Bruins. Okay. Okay. We've got a centerman. Eleven goals. Twenty-three assists for thirty-four points. In 77 games. Huh? Huh? Uh, played there all year? Yeah. Danton Heinen? Danton Heinen is correct. <laughs> uh, you were remarkably remarkably more skilled at this than I expected. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Okay, so next up we got the uh, got the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay. Uh, everybody's favorite jerks. I got a defenseman for you. Ooh. Okay. Narrows it down. Okay. Eight goals. Twenty-three assists. Thirty-one points. Full eighty-two game season. Hmm. I am going to say, and I think I know this because I believe I've looked this player up uh, in the last couple of weeks, that it's Jacob Slavin. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, the Hurricanes uh, had... <laughs> I retain a lot of uh, useless information. The Hurricanes had four defensemen finish within a 10-point gap, so I thought could have... I thought could've Falk, yeah, maybe, but I feel like Falk got more goals and points. Four goals. Like 11 goals. 11 or goals, yeah. 35 points. Yeah. 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 I, again, I write about hockey, eh, so i got to look some of this shit up all the time. So. That's fair. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Okay, here's this might be a tough one for you. Okay. All right? this, this, could be, this could be a bit of a... Danton Heinen again. <laughs> Bit of a curveball. Minnesota Wild. Okay. Center. Could be anybody. Eight goals, 21 assists, 29 points in 48 games. Ryan Donato. Uh, no. Uh, Ryan Donato had four goals and 12 assists in uh, 22 games. Yeah, I guess he got traded at the <laughs> deadline, right? Eh? Yeah. Um, 
Miko Koivu. Okay. Pretty good pace for for yeah. a, for a guy his age. Yeah, he was gonna have his best year ever yeah. until he got hurt. Yeah. Um, we got one last one last one here. Cool. You've, you've already won. You've already got three. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, just round the average up for for breaking rates. Yeah. Um, we're going to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Nice. Nice. Defenseman. I could get into this. Eleven goals. Yep. Thirty-three assists. Forty-four points. David Savard. Uh, Zach Wrenski. Nah. God damn it. Well, how many did Savard get? Uh, Savard had eight goals and sixteen assists. Is that it? Eh? For twenty-four points. Uh, Jones and Wrenski were only separated by two points. They were. So there you go. Yeah. That is the um, the the mystery. The mystery game bag. Mystery bag. Mystery lineup. I like mystery bag. Mystery bag. That's a terrible name for mystery it. Mystery like lineup. It. Three forwards, two defensemen. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Something. I, I had a good time with it. Cool. That's fun. Um, anything to plug? Anything that we get our know about? Any new fish uh, hanging out in Wawa? Oh damn it! I forgot to do the ad. Son of a bitch. <sighs> I guess I'll record one and put it off at the top. Wait. So they've already heard it then, and yeah. Oh, okay, so we didn't really need to tell them that we were going to do that. I, I, I forgot the ad. Okay, yeah, so, no, nothing, nothing to plug right now. I don't know, whatever. Just check the northside.ca for, uh, you know, sure. I was going to say updates. For, for stuff. For updates. Yeah, I'll be writing stuff, so. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Follow us on Google Podcasts, I think our thing. Uh, Spotify, Stitcher. Apple Podcasts, Clomper, Pocket Casts, uh, Portugal Radio, Twitter. That's it, I guess. Is that an Elks 82's jersey? Yes. No. Uh, no. That is actually a Thunder Bay Kings jersey. Huh. That is Cody Fraser's jersey. He doesn't know I have it. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm saving it for a hilarious time to bust it up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just yeah. a new addition to the wall. Well, what happened was uh, is a buddy of mine from work went to see an L.A. Kings game. Uh, and asked uh, if anyone had an L.A. Kings jersey, and Matt jokingly, like Cody's brother, was like, yeah, well, I have a Thunder Bay Kings jersey, and Lucas is like, that's mint, I'll wear it at the game, and he brought it to L.A. and wore it at the Leafs versus L.A. Kings game. Uh, so when he went to go give it back to Matt at work one day, I'm like, is that your brother's jersey? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to keep that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that for a little while. I hope the good counselor uh, does not listen to this week's podcast. It might just be his wedding gift. Oh, oh he doesn't listen to this. Sometimes. Sometimes. Well, yeah. Guess I gotta find a new wedding gift. Yeah. Good thing the wedding's in like three years. And, I guess. And, how, and congratulations hey, I was say, to if, if he is listening, then congratulations to our uh, former guest of the podcast, Cody Fraser, uh, and uh, Mrs. Cody Fraser, or the the Mrs. Cody Fraser to be. Ooh, new prop bet, Miss um, Lindsay Grezalewski. Over under, how many of our guests from last season will be engaged by the end of 2019? Uh, I'll set it at eight so, because we've already got two. So, yeah, like they they don't have to get engaged during the season. Like Colin counts, right? Like oh, Colin, Colin, Colin counts. Colin is engaged. Yeah. Cody's engaged. Aaron Pacha is not getting engaged anytime soon. Okay. Jordi um, Armiento, maybe. Probably not. Probably not. I think Rod is single. Rod's single. Uh, Reg- Turves, Turves, I mean, he's got a girlfriend, believe yeah. it or not. But well, I don't think Reg is... Getting on the wedding train. No, I don't know soon. if that flight attendant ever worked out. Um, Asa uh, Bosch, uh, I can't imagine. Um, <laughs> she's a free spirit. So, uh, who else do we have? Mike Warren. Mike Warren. Mike. Well, unless he met someone in Wawa. Well, 
He's got a girlfriend. Does he? Yeah. Did I know this? Yeah. Have I met her? Yeah. Sorry, Mike. Well, I don't know if they're still dating. I haven't seen Mike in like five months, but... All the best, Mike. I'm sure none of our former guests appreciated any of this. Uh... The laced up bump. Oh, and, and, then, and then John Chozik. Oh, this is uh, that's this season. Oh, it's got to be from last season. Yeah. How many last? You're gonna set it at oh, eight, eight and a half. <laughs> oh, we're already a quarter of the way there. I'll take the other. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you hear some of these names? <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. uh, be happy. Be blissful. Um, if you set it at three and a half, you could maybe take the over. But no, I think maybe you're not gonna get four of those names. Two and a half. If one more of them got engaged. So if, if Jordy gets engaged. <laughs> All the other bays are doing it. I'm going to do Well, fuck. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? Uh, all right. Yeah. Congrats, kids. Uh, we might have a guest next week. Next oh. week or the week after. Are they um, engaged? Uh, he's married, actually. Ooh. So that's... Uh, yeah. We can get some hot tips for our newly engaged uh, listeners. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll be sure to ask. Him uh, about his tips <laughs> the secrets on marriage. Of marriage. Yeah, we get a fucking hockey scout and like a guy who used to run a website on here. We're gonna ask him about his marriage for twenty minutes. Laced up a wedding podcast. <laughs> Just a marriage counseling episode. Eh? It's like, <laughs> fellas, have you ever wondered why your lady's giving you the business when you just worked all day? I don't know why it's gonna be like a nineteen sixties <laughs> radio show. What are we listening to? Be sure to press his shirts in the morning. Have the dinner ready when he arrives home at night. Don't ask him aggravating questions. Don't ask him questions at all. Don't speak. <laughs> what? Ah, uh, the 50s. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I've been watching way too much Mad Men. Dad, what's a Muppet? Well, it's not quite a mop, and it's not quite a puppet, but man. <laughs> so to answer your question, I don't know. Yeah. 